Some comedy. Sit back, relax, and chat with us. Collab on a piece that will perform us. We perfected all the intricacies line by line. We'll take it one joke at a time. With Michael Copenhaver and Spike McCully. Oh, God, a producer, he's a real OG. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for one joke at a time. Sup with it. Welcome Hi. to uh, One Joke at a Time on our redo, retake. We got a uh, We got a new producer with us, so the struggle is real right now. OG had to step out for a day. He uh he had some shit going on that we're not going to get into. And we have Mr. Jonathan Hamill here, my host as always, Mr. Michael Copenhaver. Sorry, they dude, I, I showed up first. I'm just trying to salvage. Shit. It's all good, and man. It's all good. Difficulties. The technical difficulties are multiplying this morning. It's nobody's fault other than. Uh, let's just lay the blame where it belongs. We had somebody lined up for our backup producer. His name's Ryan Weiss. He's a swell fella. He just kind of sucks at being reliable. That's all. I love the guy, but God damn it. I want to punch him right in his big fat tits right now. Damn, dude. Uh, yes. I meant that shit too. Ryan Weiss. If you're watching this, tit punch is coming to you. Fuck. Uh, W. Scott Williams, our guest for today. He's not supposed to be here yet, but you know, it is what it is. It's a uh, fuck it. It's a fuck it Saturday. Jonathan Hamill's learning the ropes as he goes. We, it's uh, we the Saturday. After how much we appreciate him being here, Jonathan Hamill for Rizio. Thank you, brother. I love you, man, for being here. I appreciate you. It's the Saturday after Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes, yes. And speaking of holidays, that's going to be today's topic. And we go today's uh, premise today. Let's talk about holidays slash New Year's resolutions. There's lots of jokes in there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> my resolution for the New Year's is not to have my fucking relatives back over for the holidays. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people's resolution every year. Holy like, you can't shit. wait if we all get together and then you can't wait for it to be done once it starts. <laughs> if I was yeah. to start building a bit around there, dude, someone's got to steer me away from Santa being a pedophile. What? Like that, that whole scenario just screams to take the walk down like a why a grown fat man of 60 years of age still wants to hang out with a group of children and why everyone's an elf. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you, you gotta almost talk me down after taking this walk because the walk's no. gonna end up in a dark, ugly hallway. <laughs> Those kids wanna they want that. They're asking for it. They stand in line at the mall for it. They know they I, want it. I, I don't think that's the present they're looking to unwrap, though. <laughs> I like that that uh, whole um, Jethro Tull feel that Ween just got with me. I can feel him sitting on the park bench, you know? <laughs> she wanted it, man. Bad intent. <laughs> Them kids waited in line for it. <laughs> you know they wanted it. <laughs> uh, look at the way she's got her parka on. 
<laughs> Straight into victim shaming. Like, it's their fault. Fuck them. <laughs> Only the strong survive. <laughs> you know what I think is... Uh... What I think is kind of funny is that our government goes out of its way to set up a whole website and everything so that they can track Santa's location, right? Christmas Eve, they yeah. do that, and all the kids, that. and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, there's there's Santa, there's Santa, there's Santa." They don't do that for uh, Good Friday, right? There's no Jesus tracker. Right? <laughs> Three days of watching the thing to see when you're when he is he coming back? Is he? I mean, you know, none of that shit. So our government believes in Santa more than Jesus. So that is amazing. No one wants to see the Jesus because that means it's the end of the world. Like if they was to find Jesus, that means it was like the second coming. And like, you know what I mean? Like all that Bible. Shit. 2020, I think we're all ready for it, aren't we? I just don't feel like it's something you go and look yeah. for unless you're a certain kind of white person. <laughs> Catholic Karen. <laughs> what kind is that? Catholic Karen hunting for Jesus. It's, it's right in all the wrong places. I feel like that's the kind of white person that, like, uh, you watch, like, climb the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I'm going up Everest to prove something to someone. It's like, to who? Nobody gives a fuck if you climb the side of that mountain, man. Yeah, yeah. you can stand in line with the other 2,000 people climbing that mountain. Right, right, like, right. There's just there's a certain kind of white person that goes out of their way to seek a certain kind of danger for no apparent reason at all. And some of us just look back and it's like, well, don't stereotype me into that bullshit because I ain't going into that fucking forest. It's like the on and I'm, white, I'm not climbing Mount Everest white. <laughs> <laughs> don't peer pressure. I'm shit. not quite that white. I mean, I'm pretty white, but I'm not right. right. Go up a side of a mountain for no fucking reason, white. Right. I also not have a host of tigers white. I don't want anything that can eat me in my fucking house. Thank you very much. And I'm not jumping out of a plane. I've been in the military. I've had the opportunity. I'm not doing it. I politely continue that trend. (laughs) I feel like I'm that that white dude that's at like the bottom of the mountain. And then you got to have like that fucking drill instructor scream at his head. He's like, I bet you if there was a piece of pussy up there, Private Macaulay, you'd be at the top of that mountain. And I'm just standing there like, oh, I don't know, dude. She'd have to be pretty hot. He'd be down there. He'd be the one at the bottom of the mountain going, oh, shit, watch. He's, he's going to slip. Watch. <laughs> you know it? Like I told these dumbasses not to be doing this shit. <laughs> Which one of them's going to take the fast way down? <laughs> I just walk my ass down to that village and buy a pint and one of those little fish or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get like one of those like 50 cent foot washes or whatever the fuck that's about. <laughs> what does the base of Mount Everest look like? Is it just a bunch of climbing camps or is there like a souvenir shop? Shakedown Street vibe there. Like, is there vendors and stuff? Oh, Are yeah. there Sherpa dudes just hanging out like the Mexicans in a Lowe's or in Home Depot? Hey, man, you need someone to carry your shit. Hey, man. You can buy your I climbed my Everest t-shirt down there. Right. You know. Is anyone selling elephant ears down there? I don't, my parents there went to the top stand? of Mount Everest and all I got was this shitty t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt's a lie though. That shirt's a lie because we both know your parents didn't make it to the top. <laughs> we know your parents made it to the, like the base 
and maybe like up to the end of the walking trail. And then they were both fucking winded and they rode a Segway back, you little cunt. Well, they've like, got that uh, shirt and then they've got the ones for the, my parents both died at the top of Mount Everest and all I got was this shitty t-shirt. <laughs> all I got was this shitty t-shirt. That's what you get. That's what you get. They that didn't plan fair. well and spent all their insurance money on a trip to fucking Nepal. <laughs> New Year. All right, so how do we start this off? <laughs> Scott Ween, you're a comedian. How long have you been doing comedy, man? Uh, as of December 5th, it was two years. Two years on December 5th. Amazing. Yeah. It really is. Uh, it has been very fun. I have enjoyed all the opportunities I've had to be on stage and have really relished uh, the friendships that I've made and the contacts that I've, I've, uh, I've had with, with people. And it has uh, for someone like me who really, I mean, if I had my way, I would walk in the door, I would do my time and I would go out the door and go home and never talk to anybody else. But it really has forced me to uh, open up a little bit and get to know people, which has always been difficult for me so uh, wait a minute are you about to tell us how comedy made some kind of uh awakening in your life and now you're a better oh person? no 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 That's it's difficult every conversation is still difficult but uh but i do enjoy the opportunity to uh to meet people and and it's, it's well you look fun. just as pleased as punch to be here today and this is i, I am i walk your show surrounding i'm very comfortable i have uh some whiskey with me because it's uh, eleven in the morning, liquid courage, and I, you know, I waited to start uh, for the show, so that was well, delightful. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah, that's how we do it at one joke at a time. We start getting shit faced early in the morning, like fucking doctors. You know what I'm saying? Like doctors in a 1930s, where you do a line of coke, and then you drink a fifth of scotch, and you go in there and you change somebody's fucking heart out, and you wonder why he died. It must have been the demon that he had. They had nothing to do with me being shit faced in surgery. It's because this man had a fucking demon and he needed Jesus. And that's why we need to take it back to the bit and we need a Jesus track. Yeah, we do need a kind of maybe. Don't forget, folks, if anyone's watching, I can't tell if there's anyone in the viewer stream. I, I, I'm having a hell of a time today with all this bullshit. But, uh, Stand how he looks. You got things to say about the holidays or New Year's resolutions. Throw them out there. Producer Jonathan will throw up your comments and uh, we'll try to work those in. So what we're doing here, in case anybody forgot, uh, we're trying to build a three to no, no, we're not trying. We're succeeding. Somebody tracks Jesus. One joke at a time does. How the hell are we commenting ourselves? Because the old guy is too busy to produce the show, but he's watching it currently. Oh, well, that's OG. That's OG. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, we build a three to five minute bit out of it, and then uh, when we can, it is the COVID time. The plague is here. Uh, it's hard. Stages are hard to come by. We uh, we we perform the bit, and then we'll play it for you, whether we kill with it or whether we bomb with it. Uh, so you get to you know laugh at us trying to do what we do. And yeah, today's premise is the holidays and New Year's resolutions. That yeah. It's been such a fucking morning, man. <laughs> Spike, I want you to take control today. I'm just going to cruise. W. Scott Ween looks like Tom Segura. I, I watched his show earlier this week, 
and the camera angle that he had it, it's like, that son of a bitch looks just like Tom Segura doing his podcast right now. Look at how elegant and professional he looks. But don't the glasses, oh, yeah. the glasses make his eyeballs inside of his eyes? Don't they look like fake eyes? Like his one of those fake had, eyeball glasses? I thought he had like an aura to him, like coming off of him as he was doing it. it was like, oh, oh. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Dude, yeah. I just tuned in to be like nice and friendly. I ended up watching the whole damn show. It was him and I and Chad. They were going through this whole sports thing. And next thing you know, he had a few shitty picks in there. And I'm infuriated. And I tuned in for the whole damn thing. Oh, did you did you watch our our show? The, yeah, tell us about the show, W. Scott. We, when so, you- uh, so this this was really born from Chad. Chad's idea. He wanted to do this. And man, I I was I'm kind of up. If Chad wants to do it, I'll do it. So we just we put it together. Uh, it's basically we make four or five picks. We talk shit to each other. And then whoever uh, these are sports picks, football uh, for entertainment purposes only. And at the end of the week, whoever wins, whoever made the most correct picks, the other guy's got to slap an egg on his face. Wow. So, yeah. So there's a, there's a little bit of, you know, repercussions for, not make a pick and it's funny is because does. chad is fucking smart when it comes to gambling and i don't know shit i had to get him to explain to me what a parlay was i don't like know what the fuck that is and uh and i don't know anything about it so it's funny is that he has all this like intricate knowledge and i'm like a chicken playing fucking tic-tac-toe at the at the county fair you know just sounds like, to me like chad came up with this great idea of how to get you to slap an egg in your face weekly <laughs> but he just yeah, I, won the, I won the la- last week which was yeah, yeah, our first yeah. doing that so and where do you find this show i gotta watch this uh we're just streaming it on facebook and youtube hi Lorianne alcotti good to see you again thanks for tuning in what uh, day do you do that uh we do it uh wednesdays at like 7 30 at night 7:30 p.m. cool yeah so we get the, the you know the the thursday night or like this week the friday night game uh to get the weekend monday and then we come back do a recap you know sometimes we just might pop in live just to do something so so just keep your eyes on w scott ween and i am chad i a m space chad check those guys both out on facebook very funny friends of mine what if it was Hey Spike, repeat it's all that. Party. You're checking out, buddy. You're and you're having really a just got to slow down. It's Spike Tron 2000. There you go. Try it again. What if it's just Santa with dick in the box? <laughs> like, what if that's the punchline? Like Santa with dick in the box. Like he shows up to like your party thing. Like everyone's exchanging gifts, and you're like, oh shit. It's the real Santa. And he's like, ho, ho, ho. And then you go to take the gift from him, and it's just Santa's dick. And he's like, and you know what to do next. <laughs> it's not going to suck itself. Ho, ho, ho. The <laughs> present is attached to his belt. No, just reach in, children. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to steer away from the children. I did not make one mention of children this time. I Santa said it calls children. everybody children. We're all his children. Everybody seven or eight hundred years old, isn't he? When when's Santa originate? Anybody have an idea of that? Jonathan Hamill, producer, producer. let us know when Santa first appeared, please. <coughs> Magically. Now he used to have uh, a different colored suit. 
Wasn't but it green originally? Something like that, but then Coca-Cola like, co-opted it and changed it to their colors. Well, and, dude. Yeah. You know, that is very true. Uh, <clears throat> they did. Uh, they did. Uh, uh, sorry, he was saying it, but go on. They did. I just fucked it all up. I'm bringing nice interruption, Jonathan. Nice interruption. Do you have a year when Santa first appeared? Uh, do you have the year when Santa first appeared yet? Uh, hundreds of uh, uh, <clears throat> the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk named Saint Nicholas. It is believed that Nicholas was born sometime around 280 AD. So that's oh, the setup to the joke. That right there, that information is the setup to the joke. And then you just bring the whole joke around to how the original St. Nicholas was probably a pedophile. And that's why he hung out with all these small children. Was he, he was, a Catholic monk? Well, I mean, he's like, I know that that was like the, hey, I got candy of his time, right? I have gifts for all the good boys and girls. It's just anyone that's not allowed to smash ass, they tend to take one of those routes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's lanes. And if you're not allowed to do Don't worry, kids. I won't use more than three fingers. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> that got dark fast. That's how I do it, Spike. I told you, angry comedy today. Angry comedy. I'm just saying there's a lane, and this guy, too... 3,000 years ago or like a couple hundred years ago or a million years, whenever the fuck he shows up. Roughly 1,700 years ago. He was a creepy bastard that liked to hang out with children, and now you built this legend of how he gives them gifts. What if the gift was the dick in the box? Ta-da! Ta we traced it down. He's like a weird volleyball coach that's hanging out in the gym and lurking clear into his 60s, and you're like, why does that guy always have a fucking camera? He's like got the old one too, like the fucking shoulder pack mount with the VHS and shit from the eighties. Big accordion looking thing on the front of it. What was that whole gimmick right there? The accordion business. You could uh, you could say that he was also this guy was also the first registered sex offender. <laughs> Only they made him a list. Okay, he appeared in two eighty AD. Made it on the list in two eighty one AD. <laughs> He's a, the original sex offender. Uh, Lorene said saints are Catholic. So see, this whole deal is probably like, yeah, yeah, thanks, Lorene. Let me put something special Lurine. in your stocking. Fucking regardless. <laughs> the dude probably touched a lot of children. I like how our new one joke at a time banner in the background is like literally the fucking Hulk Hogan shit. Like, oh yeah, brother. Fuck yeah. You got a feather. What are you going to do when one joke at a time runs wild on you, brother? Yeah. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday at the Minneapolis Civic Arena. I'm going to tear you went into monster truck advertising. With these 22-inch pythons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of morphed into the Sunday monster truck rally kind of Whatever. advertising there. Uh, I have a lot of people inside of me, and they all have to come out. They all time. have to get their time. I understand. I understand. Okay, so it starts <laughs> off with uh, in 280 AD, there was a Catholic monk who was the original. Uh, well, see, you take whatever beats you want to use. We're not all going to tell the same joke. You're going to make your own joke the way you want to make it. 
Like you if we're going to talk about Christmas, you'll open your way. We'll all make our own out of whatever beats we pull out of the day. My way is going to split the room right down the center. They're going to be like, I don't know how I feel about this. That is your way, isn't it? The way he presented this information. I just don't know about this. All right, so we're going to talk about holidays and New Year's resolution. Uh, I want to talk about air fryers. Everybody. uh, I almost went with air fryers and pineapple on pizza just for you. Look, I almost I, said that. But I know that it's, it's been out there. I, I've put it out there. I have put it out there. I am not a fan of fucking air fryers. Okay. First of all, they're just not a fryer. Second of all, I mean, do you know? Do you guys know how long it takes to make wings in an air fryer? Thirty no, fucking minutes. Thirty minutes. You know how long it takes to make them in a deep fryer? Three fucking minutes. I want my fucking wings right now. I don't have time to wait 30 fucking minutes to eat something that's already fucking unhealthy for me. Oh, it it can make fried mozzarella. It's fried fucking mozzarella. Why are you trying to make that shit healthy? Who's fucking eating that? Why? In a fucking air fryer. So stupid. It's not a fryer. I'm done. I got one for Christmas because people think that shit's funny, right? It's funny. It's we're, we're going to give him an air fryer. <laughs> I'm going to smash the fuck out of that thing at some point on camera where everybody can see it. Did you use it? Oh, God, no. It's in a box. It never oh, unwrap it. No. No. God, no. I had air fried chicken once. It was fucking terrible. I'm not going to lie. And then people are like, oh, well, you could reheat pizza in it. Cold yeah, pizza is delicious. Why would you fucking reheat pizza? <laughs> so it's can we handle it from the point of other people's New Year's resolutions? Do what? So could we hit the joke from the point of other people's New Year's resolutions? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't be forcing your New Year's resolution on me, fat ass. I don't want your air fryer. <laughs> Just because you're fat and you have an issue, don't be forcing that shit on me. I want my cheese now, damn it. Look, my heart will struggle as much as it needs to. We can link it to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. W. Scott Wing already had this all worked out. Now, I'm just, I'm so uh, upset about those things. It's like, you know, my heart will struggle as much as it needs to. I figure if it has to work harder, then that's exercise. That's right. I'm with you, man. You know, healthy. I'm going to eat what I want and I'll die when I'm supposed to. How about that? Exactly. Nobody wants to do that anymore. Nobody wants to just die when they're supposed to. Too many people are alive. What am I going to do with that extra 27 fucking minutes? You know, probably have one of your daughters shamefully wiping your ass for you, sadly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it doesn't come when I can really use it. It comes at the end when you're all fucked up. (laughs) And you're talking to the right guy, dude. Between my smoking, my drinking, my riding of motorcycles, and just my job in general, I've taken all the proper steps to make sure I never make it to the stage of where someone has to wipe my ass. Yeah, that is my New Year's resolution. I've said this before. At 80, I'm done. If I make it to 80, I'm fucking done. Well, I'm a proud member of the Treating My Body Like a Toilet Club. I'm the same way. I don't, I, I'm watching my parents go through it. They're elderly as shit, 77 and 82. And uh, all that I'm realizing is I don't want to be 77 or or 82. 
ever. It's not a fun time. Cheers, brothers. <laughs> I don't so, drink right. in the day. I drive all weird blood blood pack on the air to die before we're like 70. Is that what just happened here? No, 80. Just no, 80. I'm out at 80. 80 is good enough. Well, what if you feel good? need to wind some years off of that. W. Scott Ween's trying to cop out on the contract, Michael. That that comes 80? Like, I don't know about that. That's too old, man. See, you're yeah, not willing I can to make a guy like those two. I don't know about you. That's somebody, that to an air that's somebody that sounds like they're switching to an air fryer in the next couple of years. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> no, it's good. Life expectancy nowadays, you know, we should all at least make it to 80, I think. Cheers to Jonathan Hamill in the background running these tickers by. <laughs> it's like a new metal band name. Can you not see the tickers running by? Yeah, I can see him. Those are terrific. Yeah. He's trying to sell that your air fryer too. That unopened, brand new inbox for sale now. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good one, I think. It's got like some digital readout and shit on it, so I can. You want to try selling? I don't it. I'll bet you someone will order. Someone will try buying it off you right now. Never use. Give it a show. Be your own Vanna White. Hawk your shit Mike, on what joke at a time. Mike, I'm gonna smash that fucker with a bat. Nobody's well, I'm taking it out of circulation. I don't want the money. Yeah, I'm not There's giving it to battle. anybody else. I'm gonna Listen, smash that shit with a bat. He's like, here's this premium fucking content of me smashing this air fryer with a bat. This whole thing's just a plug. He's just plugging this shit for I'm plugging beer. my smashing awesome. air fryer with a bat episode. That's right. right. Keep your eyes on Facebook for W. Scott Ween <laughs> and watch out for the day. In the holidays here, I, you know, I, I could recycle. Can we recycle jokes? You know, why not? Okay. So one of the, one of the ones I had last year was uh, right before Christmas. <clears throat> and this is kind of true right before Christmas last year, uh, we had a relative pass away and it was, I just kind of had mixed feelings about it, mainly because, you know, I was sad they passed away, but I was okay because we hadn't bought them a gift yet. So that all kind of worked out. Nobody wants to have to have a gift there, right? That you already bought. You don't know. Do I take the it back. Do I keep it. For Uncle Vic. <laughs> yeah. Unless, of course, it's a gift card, right? And then you're just like, woohoo. Thanks, Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to Outback. <laughs> Bass Pro Shop, here I come. <laughs> Get me a new John Deere. You have elderly relatives. Make sure you buy them shit that you would yourself like. Damn. I bought them uh, three sessions with a lawyer to change who gets shit in their will. So they can <laughs> change that at any time. <laughs> Well, <laughs> before they get deemed mentally unfit, they got to be able to have sound mind and body. Do we really get to call in? Is there a call? you guys have a call in number? W. Scott Ween has been spending an unreal amount of time with my grandmother lately. <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> well, she has those Werther's original candies in her purse. So, you know, she just drops them behind her like a tiny trail. That's how I can tell I'm getting older. I love me a Werther's. Yeah. Yeah. They are delicious. <laughs> that and the beard. Do what? That and the white in the beard. Oh, shit. My beard's all white. 
getting hey, there. You the still got some pepper with the salt, buddy. You're looking good. Did you know, due to the law changes during the home the home crisis, like in like fucking '99 and all that, you can take insurance out on other people's shit. So, like, say you know, like, fucking, like, Ween's a fuck up and he bought his house, right? Which I'm not saying he is, but for this example, you are. Uh, say he is. I could take insurance out on his house and just wait for him to burn it down. Like, say I know he's, like, smoking cigarettes in bed. Like, if he's, like, a fucking beat down school teacher and he's got a hay mattress. I could double up in insurance on his house and make money on it. <laughs> I you know, not. there's a there's a point in time where that could have happened. Uh, this is true. I have caught on fire three times in my life. <laughs> uh, all three times I was wearing a robe, so that's why I don't get a robe any anymore for a gift. If I open it up and it's a robe, I'm like, well, ah, you just got to take this shit back. <laughs> why do you want me to immolate myself? Get this away from me. Have you people know? Don't you people know I've caught on fire three times? Please take this robe back. How what would you catch fire wearing a robe? I mean, wh what kind of activities does one robe around in that gets them caught on fire? He's walking around like he's the dude. <laughs> right. The dude. Well, Jeffrey one time, Hunter. much like uh, Spike intimated that I fell asleep with a cigarette, caught on fire. Uh, one time. Do what? Is that why you quit smoking? You don't smoke anymore, do you? No, I was. That was a long time before. Yeah. Uh, then the other time, I was reaching across the gas stove uh, to get something, and my my robe caught on fire. And then the other time, I was standing over a gas heater, uh, and I caught on fire. So three times, I stopped wearing robes. It seems like a lot of leisurely robe time. Let's you just say I like my robes were pink. I'm starting to think W. Scott Ween has like that scene from Boogie Nights Two. going on at his house with like the Asian kid with the fire fucking lighting off, and he just wandering around in a speedo and a robe, fucking catching himself on fire randomly. No, not fucking. I just think he fashioned himself some kind of new age. Uh, I'm back. Poor man's fucking. Uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Yeah, he's like in the middle of having all these weird, sexy parties and shit. Got a bunch of little Asian hookers tied up in the bank. <laughs> Shit's getting creepy. Over there this, is, this is getting really dark. Yeah, shit's getting creepy over there on Christmas. The whole family's around the tree. They're like, what's that noise? He's like, fuck. I knew the porcelain wasn't going to hold to that toilet. <laughs> Damn it, Ming Lee. How many times have I told you to be quiet? Not this weekend. Not this weekend, you little tramp. I told you not this fucking weekend. I'm going to get that pedicure tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be quiet. Oh, halfway through the show. Actually, Jonathan, we do have sponsors. Uh, throw up the Eargasm comedy graphic. Yeah, that's how we do it right here. Wow, that is crystal clear. Nothing but a smooth sailing ship always. I forgot to mention this in the pre-production meeting. It's all on me. Now, Jonathan is... Ryan, 117 Cash App. Throw him money so we can get it. Uh, assuming he'll remember he even has it. He's forgetful as fuck. He does say things and then not do them. Uh, but that's Ryan Weiss. Uh, he's the 
brainchild of uh, Eargasm Comedy that was smart enough to start working with me and Spike and bring our show over here to them. One joke at a time. We sponsor ourselves now. That's right. <laughs> Watch Mike and Spike every Saturday at 11 a.m., y'all. I was showing you, showing them that at the time that you were fucking talking about it. So fuck you. You're down some comedy. Probably also talking about Funny Noise Productions for any reason that we want. That's right. We got to thank Funny Noise Productions because Chris Kettler puts us on stage quite a bit every month. He's a producer of shows all over Northeast Ohio, Canton, Akron, Cleveland, all points in between. How we were down in Worcester few weeks ago wooster i think is the way they say it Worcester. Um, and then eargasm comedy showcase check out eargasm comedy on uh youtube we've been putting out sketches and such and uh um, i got a piss i'll be back i'll allow it <laughs> How the take the banner down first santa sketch so tune into the youtube page at uh eargasm comedy and check me out being a naughty santa claus and our good friend marco torres and his pals uh over at Upside Down Studios. Uh, we partner up with them. He's on a lot of the shows we work with together. Marco's just a great guy. Thank you, Jonathan. Do you have anything to add to what we've been saying, buddy? Uh, I think that you're, uh, you're funny, funny looking. <laughs> that does not have anything to do with the holidays or a New Year's resolution. Wicked burn. And it's not like people don't know they got they got their own eyes, John. <laughs> That's not what we do. Oh boy, yeah. yeah it's a, thank you, Sriracha. Thank oh, is that you. Sir? Yeah, that is Sir Internet fame, Sriracha. Yeah, he's uh, he's wanting to go outside. I know you want to go outside. You've been giving me no shit. Southampton and New Orleans. Does that include Southampton and New Orleans? Uh, no, I don't think that uh, Northeast Ohio covers Southampton or New Orleans. I don't know who that commenter was. I didn't catch the name. But yeah, uh, back to our fucking premise for the day. Uh, New Year's resolutions. I think we can kind of start switching gears. I think we've all got plenty of Christmas material of our own. Um. New Year's resolutions. Do you make them? Uh, I did before I knew better, but now I don't. Exactly. It, New Year's resolution I, just lies you to yourself. Right. Like I would, and then I would start telling my ones, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do heroin this year. Like I'm pretty good. I can, I'm probably going to keep that one. Right. And then at the end of the year, I'm always better than everybody else. I'm like, did you keep yours? No, I kept mine. That's a great idea. Any baby seals. <laughs> that is a great idea. I'll pinky swear with you right now. That'll be my New Year's resolution too. I will not do heroin this year. I will not do heroin this year. Yes. More than I, four I, times. I feel I'm really like, good about keeping this one. <laughs> I, might. I do too. I do too. I feel good about it. Okay. I, uh, I used to go to the gym. What now? I don't know where the year's going to take me. I don't like you guys trying to stifle me and put me in this non-heroin box. Don't stifle my creativity, goddammit. Uh, I used to go to the gym a lot. And, uh, you know, since COVID, not so much, which ex explains a lot of why I'm, you know, slumped down here in this chair like Jabba the fucking Hutt. 
Uh, but it was always at the beginning of the year, the gym would be packed. 10,000 people in there, right? And you'd see these people and you could just, we would take bets. You'd look at it and we'd go, all right, February, uh, March, maybe April. And that's when they would vanish, right? They'd come in, they'd buy a year's worth of gym membership. They'd come, they'd work out twice, fucking gone. <laughs> I wouldn't go to a gym anyway. That doesn't make any sense to me. The only reason I think that men go to gyms versus just working out at home, getting a home gym, like you, I see your setup behind you. You look like you're living all right. You can afford a home gym. You just like bitches in yoga pants. No, no. actually, I, I, no, I, I really don't. My, uh, it's that is not my thing. Uh, right. I would go for racquetball because I'm old and we play racquetball. That is not an old man sport, dude. You got to hustle at racquetball. Fuck that shit. Racquetball. Yeah, you do. You'd be surprised at how old people, fast old people can move, though. Racquetball. That's good. That uh, elliptical machine, because, you know, I bought an an elliptical machine at one point, really fucking fancy, connected to Wi-Fi, uh, had a big ass screen on it. It would, uh, you could use Google Maps. And you could type in a, a route that you wanted to, and it would show you the street view on the screen as you were on the elliptical, right? Like you were passing by, had a fan in it, and as you went up in elevation, it would get higher. And the thing, I, and let me tell you something, that was the absolute best clothes rack I've ever fucking owned. I mean, it was amazing. And I kept it until I could find someone to take it out of my fucking basement. So... <laughs> And I'd go use the shitty ones that people fucking sweat and bleed and shit all over at the gym. Uh, you know, I it's fucking and that's kind of my point. Why why would you go there to use that stuff that other people are all just funking up and uh gyms have a over and fuck that shit. To get your squats on, brother. Working <laughs> <laughs> the glutes. <laughs> Gotta get a good pump going. Then you gotta let them know. Do you guys have any plans for New Year's Eve? I I do not. I do not. We have plans, W. Scott. Do you want to jump on and do some of your premium comedy for us? We're gonna have a uh, ball drop show. We're gonna run at either ten or ten thirty until around twelve thirty or so. Let me uh, let me ask my road manager who just walked in the door. Hey, are we doing anything on New Year's? Yeah, New Year's Eve. In real time, we're we're booking acts, man. No, we're not. That's how we do it. New Year's Day, we are. I like how we had so like I eleven do, people. Do a show? And the second I started speaking, everyone dropped off. They were like, yeah. "Fuck that guy." Did you <laughs> notice that? I caught that people. I didn't. I, I didn't. I cannot see how many viewers. Usually, I can see it, but I don't have it in this view for some reason. I cannot well, tell. Well, I'm telling you, the second I started speaking, like eight people ran. <laughs> what can I say? You're lovable. That's why yeah. I partnered up with you, man. I love working with you. You're such a fun guy. All right, what time does this show, what time does this shindig kick off? Um, we'll talk about it after the show. Um, we're going to run, like I said, it'll be all live. You'll have a slot. We'll, we'll pencil you in a call time, and then we'll bring you on. And uh, It's going to be a variety show. There's going to be music as well as comedy. That's New Year's Eve coming to you live. 
Um, I guess it's an orgasm comedy thing. It was my brain, baby. I came up with it. It's what happened. And then other people wanted to jump in because I'm fucking awesome, Ween. I'm awesome. And people want to work with me. I know that. I know. That. And he looks like a terrorist. And when he starts talking really loud, it gets scary. You weren't in Nashville. You know, Ween was talking about uh, last Christmas. He had a joke. I had a joke last Christmas and it didn't go well. Oh, you talking uh, about when you murdered that family? It was December 23rd, 2019. <laughs> and it was two days before Christmas, man, December 23rd. And this room was terrible, kind of. The, there was a few people paying attention, but there was this one lady right in the front sitting next to the producer of the show talking loud as hell. The producer didn't do anything to stop it. I'm watching person after person after person have to deal with this bitch being so loud. I looked to Spike and I said, this aggression will not stand. I'm going to shit in that bitch's soul when I get up there. Oh my goodness. So I get up on stage and I try to just do some stuff. And I was like, what the heck? I've been flirting with darkness a little bit here and there. I'm going to try to do one of my darker stuff that should go off fun and whimsical. And I said to everybody, you know, I really hate Christmas. And all this is true. I do. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas time. People that get all super jolly about Christmas annoy the shit out of me. I hate Christmas. I hate it to the point that I make up my own lyrics to Christmas carols. For instance, I wish you pain and death for Christmas. I wish you pain and death for Christmas. I wish you pain and death for Christmas and the loss of a loved one. He did this to a room filled with women. <laughs> Everyone looked at me like, what the fuck just happened? And then this lady starts running her yet. And I was like, okay, I'm shutting this down right now. I said, hey, do you have kids? And then she says, who, me? I said, yeah, you, loudmouth, do you have kids? She said, I have two. And then, I said, no, 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 I don't want to hear about them. I just want to say that I hope you die on Christmas morning while they're opening their gifts. <laughs> she had nothing to say to that. I, I don't know did anyone else. you would say. Uh, neither did anyone else. And that's the problem, man. I can't. I don't deal with hecklers good. I don't deal with hecklers good. I get real mean and it just gets super dark, super fast. But it works. I mean, they do shut up at that point. So, I mean, it's like, wow. He the delivered the joke. Like, mm. He delivered the joke and he expected me to have like a gut busting laugh. But I was just as stunned as everybody else with what he had just said. It and was I crickets, just, dude. Crickets. I just stood there with my mouth open, like because it was a room filled with like middle-aged women that he was doing this for. And then he yeah, gets all, like a Christmas party with a bunch of ladies from the same office or something, I think. Yeah, or friends or whatever. Then he gets off stage, you know what I'm saying? And he comes over and he goes, uh. Well, I thought that was going to go a little bit better. It's like you just said that you. Thanks, Dusty. <laughs> like you just said you wanted them all to die on Christmas Eve and their family to drop dead while they were opening presents. How did you think that that was? It's like, dude, I'm a comedian. I'm dead inside. And it stunned me. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the day I learned don't do dark material because I can't just find a happy medium. I thought that little song was going to be whimsically fun dark. No, not at all. People were like, uh, what the fuck oh, did you just say? Hey, what do you got there, Spike? What's that? Uh, the Shivas Regal. 
I did not know you had a Shivas. Yes, he's got the high gluten drink taste. Mm -hmm. I am a uh, drink when I'm in studio with him. It's an hour drive home, and uh, I'm not drinking here today because you know I'm not back with the gentleman. Because he's not a southern gentleman. Alcohol is going to do it for me. A proper southern gentleman knows that it's totally efficient to start drinking your liquor before noon. It just sets you up for a nice day of brandies. <laughs> Where no. do you fall on the line of New Year's resolution, Spike? I haven't heard you talk too much about it yet, other than don't push your shit on me, fatty. Well, because I don't really have any. I'm already off. Have you ever made a New Year's resolution? I mean, if I had one, yeah, I've made and plenty of them. I'm just pretty happy with where I'm at right now. What? I'll start over because that whole thing got washed out. Mike is the worst ventriloquist. I don't really have any New Year's resolution. Translated Japanese movie over there or some shit. I've never made a minute there. You were stuck. You were stuck frozen. Resolution. Like when I do a resolution, I never do that. Never comes oh, through. No. I'm doing those. That's why uh that's why white dudes like banging Asian abroad. It's the same thing. Like we feel like whenever we whip our dick out, they're gonna be like, oh no, a Godzilla, he destroys cities. Run. Run. <laughs> same oh. shit. Same shit. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have any New Year's resolutions because I'm pretty happy with where I'm at with most things. I mean, yes, I would love to blow up and have like a fucking HBO special or something stupid like that happen, but I don't feel like I'm going to fall into that this year. So I don't know if like that's where you set the bar right off, Rip. If I have one resolution done, it's to get a little bit more content out there this year, like non stage content. Like, more sketch yeah. promos we're trying to shoot and stuff like that. I would like to have Chase and Comedy done this year so we have our series. I would like to get my TikTok followers up to like 20. You're on TikTok? I am. My daughter set that up. Don't she did. I'm fucking can't work it. Uh she set that shit up. She comes out, she films me, she pulls little clips, she puts it up there. I don't even I can't even tell people like to follow my TikTok because I don't even know what the fucking account is. <laughs> like I just, daughter just running it for you. That's brilliant. She just runs it for me. She does all that shit. So. Well, you need to give her access to your Facebook so you can drop links to it. Well, I, I know I can get on my TikTok and get the clips and put that on there, but other than that, I'm clueless. I'm I, you know what? And really, I don't shake my titties and ass enough to get a bunch of followers on there, but I'm going to work on that TikTok. too. I was thinking to myself, I didn't think that you twerked. <laughs> I just built a TikTok joke last week. Don't judge me, Mike. I fucking, I'll twerk like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah last you. week. Uh, last Prove week, it, bitch. Oh, no. Prove it. Prove you have to go to my OnlyFans for that. Do you have yeah. an OnlyFans, Scott? Can you slide that into my DMs, Mr. Ween? <laughs> I'll slide something in your DMs. What? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, One joke at a time. All right. So, New Year's, where else? Are you going to be anywhere else? I'm going to be at the Funny Stop on the 29th for that co-feature finals. Tell so us about that. Go ahead. 
throw some plugs out there. Tell us all. I don't know if you guys plug that stuff, but you can buy your, you can buy your tickets online. I'm going to be up there with some other great comedians. Uh, I'm going to be up there with LJ Payne. Uh, I'm going to be up there with Jimmy Killius. I'm going to be up there with Carter D. Uh, let's see who else, John Brown and, uh, myself. And then there's this other guy that's going to, they let back in it. Ray Highclack. Mm. So I know Ray. Yeah, I know Ray. I love Ray. I love giving Ray some shit. Shame about Ray. Me and you and Ray did that thing in Mansfield last year. I remember I drove Ray there, and then you offered to drive him home, so I didn't have to go. Oh out. yeah, yeah, that was one of the things I regretted. We did comedy for Wings. <laughs> remember that? Huh? We got six wings and a drink for that show. I didn't even get those wings. I gave those wings to my uh, other daughter who came out to see me. Now, I remember that night, my dear daughter. Yeah, she was like, I haven't seen you do terribly in front of people before. And I was like, well, come <laughs> on, I'll give you some wings. <laughs> That's great. Um, any other stuff you're doing? And uh, when we're done with this, Spike's got a plug to do, too. We forgot at the halfway point for you to make your plug. Oh, uh, anywhere good. else you're going to be, Ween? No, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'll be filming an air fryer smashing video later on, uh, either this year or beginning of next year. But look for that to come out in probably the uh, early part of 2021. Do you have a YouTube or a Facebook page? Uh, I do have a Facebook page. If you need to see pictures of, you know, my food and my dog. Uh, you can follow W. Scott Wayne, but really... Oh, you don't have a comedy page, like a separate one? I, I actually do, and I, I don't put anything to it because I am I'm too lazy to put it in more than one fucking place. I just want to put it in one place, you know? That's somebody who wants to get places right there. Can, can, hey, hey, sorry to interject. Is this it? Yes, that is it. Thank you. Except you're not... Oh, yeah, you are showing me... That if you great. drop the banner, there you go. Yeah, there no, I'm doing go. That is it. Excellent work, Jonathan. Thanks for that, buddy. Yeah. Yes. Go, there. I'm go to the funny shop, club and beautiful Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Spike, you got anything to say about funny stuff? Yeah, man, I'm the funny stop all the time. That's where I start doing my shit. That's where I have to go to the like, dude, don't throw me on the speak out plug all of a sudden i just start drinking that's right this is your this is your chance to do your live read yeah i know i was feeding like a baby bird sorry, and like, don't I'm, do that, sorry, I'm fucking trying here i suck cock at life why do you think i'm still there damn it yeah. put me on the spot like that this that's is how I, do. I can't work under these conditions i said only blue m&ms god damn it only the blue ones Uh, now I will say this, I, uh, I will give a shout out to Eargasm and Brian Weiss only because, uh, after I did my very first show ever at improv for Dave Schwenson's class, which I, I took, uh, really, I wasn't even planning on it. My daughter actually popped off one, one morning and said, well, I could be a comedian. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to find a fucking class and we're going to do this. Right. And then, uh, and then Ryan, Ryan stopped me afterwards and asked me to be on a show. And that was the first show I've ever done. I actually have the. Uh, actually have my first. Uh, my first uh, poster on here that I ever did from them. 
let's see who was on that. I had uh, Frank Maverick. Oh, the comedy stylings of Frank Maverick. And uh, Rob Telecki, Will Hopkins. Ryan even did a, a spot on there, but that was my first show. I just got this poster reframed uh, because it means so much to me. And I'll be putting it up on the wall with the other ones. So. I love Will Hopkins. He's one of my favorites. He is hilarious. I love that guy. I produce shows here and there. He's done a couple for me. I, I love putting him off because I know I can count on him to make everybody laugh. Everybody loves Will. He's so goddamn likable. He is. So, all right. Where do you plug in, Mike? One joke at a time, man. That's all I got going on right now. Um, Monday, though. Let's see. What would the date be on that? Shit. 25th, 26th. 28th. Thank you. Monday the 28th. I'm going to be hosting at the PLAV. That's uh, Sexy Blake Townsend's spot. I'm uh, not sure where the hell that thing is, but it's uh, the PLAV, Polish League of American Veterans. Oh, yeah, that's the... Yeah, I did that show. I did a show over there one time on a Thursday. That's a that's a decent room. Yeah, I'm going to be hosting it, so I'll be there all night long. I'll do our one joke at a time. I'm going to be talking about the holidays and New Year's resolutions. So Is come on out. Up? If you were adding things to the show, I didn't see a heck of a lot of comments today. If you were adding anything to the show, I'll look through those beats, see what I can add to it. If you want to see your joke in action, come on out to the PLAV on Monday. Spike, you going to be anywhere before the next show Saturday? I don't know. I really don't. I was unprepared on, on Wednesdays, or is there a funny stops deal on Wednesday night this week, Scott? Well, he told me to be there at one of those days, but I was, you know, not really with it. And apparently, it was on Tuesday this past week. Oh well, good thing you didn't go. There was two people there, and there was no show. Yeah, there there was just the uh, the uh, co features on Tuesday. No, I don't. I uh, not not to say anything bad. Not, and I know that this kind of comes off shitty. Uh, but I don't go to the amateur night at uh, Funny Stop anymore because, quite honestly, <gasps> I don't want Pete to see me in that light. Right. right. So, I'm not a mic anymore, man. Do what? You put the work in. I said, you're not an open micer anymore. You put the work in, man. You're a comedian. You got material. I mean, yeah. You I, but every now and then I do like to go up there and just throw out some shit that I know is going to bomb. Uh, just to see if it does. I like to confirm my suspicions that it's going to bomb, but right. Uh, I think Copenhagen's material sometime, you know, <laughs> to do, get that same effect. But I, yeah, I do I love places. I'll do new stuff anymore. Hey, they have, but, but, they're getting the fried tested material. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, but I don't. I, like uh, I don't want to. I don't yeah. generally go up there on Wednesday nights. So I, I do love Pete, but. You know, if you keep going up there, then he'll see you in that light. And I just, you know, I, I want to progress uh, to do more, to be more than five minutes. Right. You know what's funny with your point? This is the first time, like, uh, I think, what was that, last Wednesday or the Wednesday before? It's the first time I was there in, like, I don't know, eight months, right? So I go up there. I do the quick five, and it's the first run for the one joke at a time to shit, right? And uh, whenever I get done, he looks at me, and he's like, oh, you're much better. You're much better. And it's like, I'm not much better, dude. It's just been forever since you've seen me. Like, 
So my, my favorite Spike McCauley story is when I first saw him the first time ever, uh, Marcus had gone up before him a couple of times and was sitting off in the side, you know, and then Spike's up there saying some shit and Marcus starts heckling Spike, right? Is that the night he said he was stupid? I don't know what it was, but Spike was like, Marcus, what the fuck are you doing heckling me? Can't fucking get through a set without some Arnold Schwarzenegger bullshit. <laughs> oh my God. That was the best ever. Yeah, I wasn't there that night. I missed all that, man. Um, I was never there for the best shit. When stuff went down, I was always never around. It wouldn't yeah. have been so bad if like the next two comedians wouldn't have been like the traveling ones that came up and talked shit about it too. <laughs> They're like that dude's over there. Like, dude, I was like kind of shit faced. My grandma just dying. And like my grandma is the whole reason I started doing comedy. Like I never even thought about it. And like on her deathbed, she's like, I've always thought you were funny and you've been wasting your time. You should try this shit. So I tried it out and it was like, okay. Uh, I will say that it is the most addictive thing that I've ever done is getting up on that stage. Would, well, would, unless you break your New Year's resolution and start trying heroin this year. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was just in a bad place whenever I heard, like, I'm up on stage, I'm doing my thing, I didn't want to be there. My whole family's in town for the funeral, and they're like, let's go see you do jokes. It's like, yeah, that's just what I want to do. I want to get up on stage and be your dancing monkey the night before the funeral. Cool, 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 cool. So uh, we go and we do it. And then, and dude, some of that, that wasn't even like him heckling me for real. Afterwards, come to find out, big surprise, I'm an asshole. That was just like Puerto Rican slang for you're funny. Like, you stupid. Ha, 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 And all I heard was, is you were stupid. And I got pissed and I overreacted like the Irish cock that I am. Hey, it is what it is. That yeah, was a delightful story and out the show. It was a brilliant way to conclude our hour, Spike. Well done, brother. Uh, for my co-host, Spike, I want to thank W. Scott Ween for being our guest today. Thanks a lot for coming on, brother. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you, man. Thank you and for having you me. Perform, you know, perform some holiday material, some New Year's Eve material. Shoot us a tape and we'll play it and see, uh, see how you did. And I want to thank, come on back, Jonathan. I want to thank Jonathan Hamill for coming out today at the last minute to be our producer, brother. I really appreciate you, man. Uh, our producer that we scheduled days in advance named Ryan Weiss. Couldn't be here in time for some reason because, oh, yeah, he forgot who's going to do the show like a fucking turd. Uh, and now that I've called him out three times on my show for it, I think I'm done being pissed at him, at him over it now. Uh, Spike, anything to add? I like how Jonathan Hamill just did like a fucking, like a, uh, what the fuck would you call that? What's, what's that street dude that does the magic? Fucking uh, David, David Blaine. Sure. David <laughs> Blaine type fucking smoke deal with his hand like Jonathan Hamill. Like that was fucking <laughs> fantastic, dude. My mind is completely, yeah, blown away by like the camera shot and everything. Like he's got a Scorsese effect going on over there. Appreciate that. I appreciate you. Yeah, I man. I do thanks not want to know what everybody Thanks everybody for listening. Well, I, Jonathan, play the intro, outro, well, please. I got something else first. Okay. Just for the holidays and special for the situation that you have spoke of greatly. 
bill, sir. Are you the one who was working on that non-nutritive cereal varnish? Yes, sir. I've got to give a speech to a trade group. I'd like to mention it. Write up a brief summary and have it to me by the end of the day. My pleasure. Layman's terms, none of that inside bullshit jargon that nobody understands. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Mr. Shirley, uh, we got your Christmas card the other day. My family and I are very flattered that you remembered us. Corporate cards. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Ladies and gentlemen, have a seat. We're gonna pull back the curtain on some comedy. Sit back, relax, and chat with us. Collab on a piece that will perform us. We perfected all the intricacies line by line. We'll take it one joke at a time. With Michael Copenhaver and Spike McCully. Oh, God, the producer, he's a real OG. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for one joke at a time. Okay, now that we're back.